Welcome to the Red Half of Sheffield. This is a Sheffield United podcast by two American Blades fans. My name is Noah Snyder, and I am joined, as always, by Chad Jarvis. It's an interesting one, isn't it, Chad? Man, so much has happened over the last few days. Uh, First and foremost, sir, how are you doing this evening? Step back from the ledge. Step back (laughs) from the ledge. Oh, Take, other than put, that. Put the knife down. Put, yes, put the knife put, down. Yes. Uh, I'm not doing too bad, Noah. Um, judging by the, uh, how do you say it? I guess the the nature of the blade on blade, that's why I don't use the internet. I hate you. You hate me. We all hate each other. Oh, God. We lost the greatest player since I don't know the start of time. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of it because um, I'm not one. It's... I'm not one very, very much into the internet. Um, but just trying to read everybody, just ju- they want to just jump off the ledge and that's it. And it's just, I, I, I don't want to say. You know, okay, now, you know, well, we're certainly down. This is, there's no way. Fire sale. You know, we might as well not even play the game. Give us 0-38. We'll be the worst team ever. No, no, no. We're going to play 38 games. Okay, we don't have the our most influential player, probably the best players. Some play, people older than me that have been watching United longer than me have said they've seen red and white stripes. Okay. You know, we have to learn how to adapt and move on. We weren't mm-hmm. gonna we weren't gonna keep him more than a calendar year. A, a year from now we'd be in the same position we are, but we'd be losing him for jack squat. At least we made money off of him. I had started to say as this saga or saga or saga, however you want to say saga. it, <laughs> wore on. <laughs> it was just like, dude, let the dude go. Let's get it. Let's cash in for them. You know, let's get behind the team and let's see what the hell we can do. I don't have any faith in this this team right now that we're going to stay up. But I didn't even have any faith when we had and die in the side. So big whoop. Let's let's roll on. And we got thirty eight games. Just, you know, maybe we went off thirty eight of them. We're hoisting the big trophy and we did it without them. Well, um, I'm I. I think if you were to put a fiver on that happening, you'd probably be a millionaire because well, I think that's how bad the odds are. Well, no one thought Lester was going to win the damn thing, and they went up there and shocked the whole world. And they were, yeah, but what nine billion gazillion trillion to one? They uh, they they weren't weren't just coming up from the championship. Let's yeah. be right here. They and did escape relegation the season before. They did. They did. They did. But. I, I think that, um, yeah, there's probably more likelihood of Bigfoot being discovered tomorrow than that happening. So, yeah, let, I mean, just I, I, doing stream of consciousness here for the first part of this episode, because I, I hadn't really prepared anything, you know, on the day of on what was it Tuesday when the announcement was made? I w- I've gone through the whole fucking stages of grief here, you know, in, in, in our like little chat that we have with. Tufty Club, Blades Pod, because uh, for those of you who don't know, we have a little chat between between the three pods here. And, you know, I, I had reached the bargaining stage, like, 
by the end of Tuesday. I was like, well, you know, if we reinvest that money um, and are really smart about it and the players come good, then maybe we'll just have a chance at grabbing that 17th place come the end of the season. I've already reached my acceptance stage of uh, of grief, which is the final the final stage here that, yeah, it's likely we're going down. That being said, we have not kicked a ball yet. There's not been a minute played in the Prem this season. And as we said, again, like against Man City in the Cup, you know, it, still, every game, it's 11 on 11. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a chance in every single match. You never know. We play good defense. Maybe we nick a cheeky own goal against some of, you know, the bigger clubs. Like, crazier things have happened. Nobody expected us to beat Tottenham in the Cup, you know? Yeah. Nobody expected us to beat Man City. I'm sorry, Man United in 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 the year that we went down. So if crazy things happen. You know, you get a few crazy results together. You know, you put together five or six wins in the first 25 games. And, you know, you're like more than halfway there at that point. The way I see it, and I mean, this will be a broader conversation, like towards the back half of the pod. But, you know, the way I see it, we need 10 wins. You need 10, like 10 wins out of 38. And I mean, that's not. That's not that. I mean, it's tough. It's it's going to be difficult. Don't get me wrong. It's it's going to be a nigh impossible task. But when you break it down and like you just get a win, like take it off uh, off the wall, you know, or cross that off, you get you just start stringing wins together. Yeah, it could happen. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to seem too bleak, but I also don't want to seem overtly positive. You know, I'm not going to just be you know, clapping happy the the entire time. I know this is not going to be an easy season for United, you know, but at the end of the day, I mean, I think we all kind of expect expected, as you alluded to, Chad, even with Njaye, this was a club probably headed for re- relegation. Um, I'll give my thoughts on, on, on Njaye now. Yeah. I mean, look, I've been following the club for 15 years, better part of 15 years. And, uh, he's the best player that I've ever seen wear a, a United shirt. You know, I didn't get to watch Tony Curry. I didn't get to watch Woodward. I didn't get to watch, you know, I mean, I didn't even get to watch Brian Dean, you know, um, who probably a lot of you listening to this podcast watched, watched Dean and Ghana in the side. But yeah, he's the best player I, I've seen in a United shirt. I thought Morgan Gibbs White was also one of the best players I'd seen in a United shirt. There were no guarantees that he was going to, you know, absolutely piss it in the Prem. You know, there is a slight golfing quality between the championship and the Prem. And it takes something really special, you know. I think Njaya had it, granted. I think Morgan Gibbs-White will have it. You know, he, he had moments of brilliance last year for Forrest. But, you know, I think he will continue to develop. But look, Marseille got them a right player, you know? I mean, he, I, I think he's going to be in a crowded field. You know, he's not going to be big man on campus at, at, Mar- at Marseille. Especially, I don't know, have they got Obama Yang yet? Has he uh, gone? I don't think so. No, I don't think they have. No, I don't think they secured him. But if Obama Yang does indeed go to Marseille, you know, that's another player that will have to contend with who will be getting a lot of the ball in front of goal and probably scoring loads of goals for them in, you know, Liga. Uh, uh. Um, but, and this has been said to death and I, you know, it's almost a cliche at this point, but 
you know, look, if you and you or I played football and, you know, we were playing for some team in League One and United comes knocking, you know, you're not going to say no to playing for your boyhood club, the club that you support. So I don't begrudge Njaye for the decision that he made for for basically forcing this move. Here is what I do begrudge. If the rumors are true and, you know, I wouldn't put it past Marseille. They likely told his agents to tell him that he either signs now, it's either now or never, that if he declines signing for Marseille this this year, now, that they will never sign him ever again. If they use that tactic, then fuck Marseille forever and fuck their fans forever, because that's super shitty. By all accounts, he'd filmed a fucking video. You know, and I'm sorry for the language, everybody. I just want to apologize. I know we don't get, you know, we don't use a lot of salty sailor language on on this show, but I, I mean, it, it's how I feel, and I just have to kind of speak my heart right now. I, I don't like those shady dealings. You know, it's one thing to tell everybody in the world that you've only got twenty million like quid to spunk when you really have more. It like as a lot of people suspect United have. But like that's that is a tactic. But you know that's just football. I mean, if you're saying we will never, we, if you're manipulating by saying we will never sign you again if you don't sign for us right now, I mean, it's messed up. It's it's fucked up. You know, like the that like that kind of manipulation. And and look, some people will probably say, you know, that's just football. I I think that that is a massive manipulation, especially considering. He'd filmed a video, getting getting the shirt from Billy Sharp, you know, the, the, that 10 shirt. He was staying. He was. And then at the 11th hour, I mean, that's the only thing that I can surmise as to what actually happened. You know, it seemed like he was staying. And I don't think at the end of the day, really, it was all it was all him. I think he was completely manipulated into into leaving. So, you know, look. If the numbers are correct that we are assuming that we got for Illumin and Jaye, you know, it's at least 20 million, you know, right off the bat, plus some extras, plus a 20 or plus a 20% sell-on fee. So, you know, if he goes for 50 million at some point, and if he's the player that we all think he is and continues to be that player in, you know, I mean, ostensibly one of the top five leagues in, in Europe. If he continues on in the form that he's had, I mean, he did just get injured. We can talk about that later. But if he continues on, he will be a 50 million pound player at some point. He will. So we will be seeing 10 more million. And then that begins to look more like 30 to 35, which is, you know, about what we estimated. So that's that's good money. Now, what we need to see is... Are we going to reinvest that money? Are we going to reinvest all of it? And are we going to bring in the correct players to replace Illumin and Jaye? So prior to Illumin and Jaye leaving, okay, we needed to replace the three goals or three or four league goals from Tommy Doyle, the nine goals from James McAtee. I think there were, I think Doyle had seven assists, I want to say. And uh, McAtee had three assists. So we those were the goal. Contra- those are the only goal contributions that we really needed to replace. Now you add that 
plus 14 goals, plus 11 assists uh, that you need to replace. And I know, look, it's a shorter season. Obviously, we're playing 38 games. We're not going to be scoring as many goals as we did last season. But that's the output that you need to replace. How do you do that? Well, the name of Chuba Akbom has been floated around today. The rumors are really heating up on that front. And it's divided the fan base. You know, everybody's saying one one season wonder. There, there's no way he, he's going to be able to produce in the Prem. He's a one season wonder. He had Cameron Archer. Um, and who else did he have on a, on his flank providing for him? It was Marcus Force. Marcus Force. Uh, yeah. He, so, you know, he had a, he had a couple of good players on on either side of him that were feeding him. Um, you know, it. So the question is: is if we do bring in Chuba Akpom, you know, are we going to be able to provide him the service that he needs to get going and to cook? Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll, you know, pose that as a question. A, do you like Chuba Akbom as a pot? And nobody's going to replace Illumin and Jai, but as someone who can absorb. <laughs> uh, Chad has just showed me on his phone uh, a picture of Paul Heckingbottom that says, hey, Luton, get fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my, my question is, you know, is that a good option for United? I mean, look, we I don't think we've ever signed a player that scored 28 goals in the championship, ever. No. And, and I will precipice my thoughts of the whole Ilman and I thing by saying best player ever I've seen in my short term, but piss off. We'll move on to the next one. Um, if you don't want to be here, you don't want to be here, move the fuck on. Get the hell out of the way. Um, we'll move somebody in there and – we will be back to where um, United should be. Um, I hate when these players just just drag these these things on. So uh, move on, and uh, I don't. I won't give two shits about him anymore. Um, as far as Shuba Akpom, I'm in that. As you said, the fan base is this is definitely divided. I am in the camp of a one-hit wonder. We don't know what he has in a, a step up in a side like United where, you know, we're not necessarily going to have the service in in from the midfield up to him. So then his goals are probably going to trickle down if he does indeed sign, albeit at time of recording, we have just under a month left in the transfer window, so we could sign the likes of a high-scale midfield player that is able to, you know, knife through defenses in the prem and, and give him that service. So it's still too early, you know. It's all rumor, but you yeah. know, it, it'd probably be a decent signing for the amount of money that they want. I'm surprised they don't want more. He was rumored to go yeah. early in the summer for the. Uh, 20 million i heard now, 15 now i yeah. think middlesbrough had to kind of just reevaluate where they were his age is a thing you know we're highlighting everybody on the internet's probably already said yeah in in i mean if you can get him for a, a bargain and he works for a season and then you go back into the championship and I wouldn't sign this wouldn't be like I'd sign him for five years because you gotta think in five years how old he's gonna be. Thirty-two. I mean it's 
I don't know. I I, I don't know. You're, no, you're, you're no, you're you're 100% right, Chad. I mean, I, I think that the age thing is a concern. You know, can he produce at top level quality has not really had a, a minute in the prem. And, you know, he ha- and the service. It's like that. I mean, that's really what it's going to be about, you know. And I mean, looking at some of the other options uh, that we're looking at, I mean, Georges uh, Mikad Tadze from Mets, that's another player that we were looking at um, if Illiman went. And, you know, that he's 15 million. He, uh, he, he also was in the second division. Um, he got promoted with Mets. And I think he had a bundle of goals, more than 20. So, you know, I, the question is, is like, do you, you're going to pay more, I think, in a way for um, Chuba Akbom just because of the English tax. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're probably, you're probably right. But I mean, at some point, I mean, I know United's transfer strategy is to, you know, take the players that no one's heard of and hopefully get a flyer and, you know, maybe it, it, it turns into something, you know, out of this world. And it, it, those few players make a stay up. I would like us to sign somebody that I've actually heard of. I mean, I honestly, we're going to pay a King's ransom because as you alluded to, the English tax and all that BS which, in my opinion, is stupid, but, hey, it is what it is. But I'd like to just, for us to sign a player that I've been like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, he's worth a damn or he's not worth a damn. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's how we're going to roll into this whole deal, so we probably will go away from Chubakbom and sign Jimmy Lipper and his twin nets and from Salisbury Jups. <laughs> or some shit. I don't know. But that's that's what we that's what we're gonna do. And it's it's the state of United. You know, we might splash some cash closer to the window. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the other names that have been thrown around, just to run them down, and we know that most of you, if you're listening to this pod, if you have the dedication to listen to listen to this pod, uh, then you probably know these names uh, have been thrown around. So Ainsley Maitland-Niles uh, from Arsenal on a free, potentially. Vanisca Souza uh, from Lomel. He's, uh, you know, I, I haven't watched him play, but... Uh, his highlights look pretty decent, I have to say. He would be absolutely fantastic in the midfield. And we do need at least one more midfielder. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is that is that where we're looking in the loan market? Yeah. You know, because I don't think we're you're the one thing that you can't get loaned is quality goals. You can yeah. get probably get loaned a midfielder, a serviceable midfielder, but a quality striker is going to be tougher, I think, for United to get on loan. And I think that's probably where we're going to be putting our money, is in another striker. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, Malik Tillman from Bayern Munich, another American, uh, he's been thrown around as well. He's young. He's 21 years old from Bayern Munich. Uh, I mean, he's rumored to fetch $12 million, which... 
for a kid that I've not really heard of, and an American kid especially, that I've, I'm not super familiar with, I don't know if you spunk that much money on on Tillman. I mean, if I don't know. It's, you know, you hear one thing thrown out in for what our transfer budget is, and then it seems to be ever-flowing since we've <laughs> lost and died. So, I don't know. This could be like a shock, and, you know, us over here in the States could wake up and we've signed somebody that – I don't know. It's 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 so hard. This, this transfer business is so hard, and you can be as close as you want to the – to to the prince and all that and and say all these rumors but you never know until it's actually official in my book yeah yeah i i agree so it'll be interesting to see i think probably two more come in before kickoff against palace a week from this coming saturday you know what's going to be frustrating is if we bring in a, a very a you know a quality striker we're not going to, I don't think we're going to do it tomorrow and then insert them into the lineup, you know, to play Stuttgart. So any way you cut it, the first time that they kick a ball for United in any sort of like a quote unquote official capacity is going to be in the Prem. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what, what business, you know, and I mean, I, I think this also just kind of speaks to, you know, if in Jaya were going to leave, I kind of like, and somebody else said this, I kind of wish he would have done it earlier in the window you know that way would have we would have been able to have a proper preseason with you know not a replacement but an addition you know to make up for the subtraction of Njaye so um that's all that I'll say on that we've been talking for almost 23 minutes about this but some positive news let's get let's get to the positive news United have signed their first real real American in like 70 years, which is incredible. And Austin Trusty, um, obviously he is that left center back that we so, so dearly need. You know, for me, I, I think Robbo could have given it the old college try. But at the end of the day, I mean, this is our the future for, for United at left center back. Regardless of whether we, you know, stay up, Regardless of whether we go down, um, this guy's going to be our left center back. And he's an American. I mean, I'm so excited that we have an American playing for Sheffield United. Like, I never thought it would happen. You know? It it is – it's definitely different. It's – yeah, I would have never thought an American would be playing for the Blades. But it's good to see. You know, obviously, it's growing the game. I think we will get a, uh, a few more Blades fans, you know, drummed up. Albeit Austin Trusty, I looked. I think he's only capped two times for the United States. Yeah, um, and I watched and, both both of those games. Yeah, and so I mean, he is a U.S. international, if you want to say. I mean, two caps. I mean, two more than I have. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it will be an interesting prospect to see does he just get slotted in there or as you you know alluded to does Robbo you know keep hold of that position to start the season and maybe it's just like a, a, a you know a position that changes hands at some point during the season where you know JLT's getting beat 
down that down that left side, and you know Austin Trusty would do a, a better a better job down that that flank. You know, it, it, only time will tell. I'm sure he'll probably you know be training all week with the boys, and he'll probably get a run out. I would like to see. I would like to think that what the team we play on Saturday is probably going to be similar to the team we put out against Palace the following week. Yeah. So I don't know. There might be there might be proof in the pudding if if Hecky starts Trusty instead of JLT. Trusty might get to start against Palace. Yeah. I mean, I think irrespective of what his plans for Palace are, I think he's going to give Trusty a run out just because yeah. we know what we're getting from from JLT. Like we know we're going to get hard tackles and, and long throws and sometimes shaky defense at the back, uh, prone to a mistake at times. You know, we don't really know. I mean, yes, we can watch back, you know, his time with Brum last year. We can watch that back. And, yeah. you know, I mean, as Hal said on Chef United Way, I mean, he this was a player he thought looked great you know, when we played them last season. So I think Trusty won their young player of the year or player. No, he, 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 yeah, he won, he season. won their player of the season. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, the question is, is, is our back line like ostensibly a top of the championship back line better than the three worst back lines in, in the prem? I don't know. That's a, that's a big a question. Yeah, it's very. That's a very good question because it. I mean, it at this moment it is a toss up. You know. Yeah. I think there's. You know, that's why it's so hard to say we're nailed on for relegation because there are a lot of shitty teams in the bottom of the prem. I think we're going to see very similar to last season. You know, there's going to be probably five or six crowding the bottom. You know, that are going to get usually turned over week in and week out. And, of course, we'll be in the mix there. And, you know, it'll be – it might come down to the final day. You never know. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, the thing is, never boring being a Blade. Like, this is going to be a fascinating year to really Mm -hmm. see where we're at, you know. I I think that all-important 12th man is going to be so important for – for United this season, you know, mm. there we we won't have, you know, we won't be playing in, in lockdown, you know, behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. We're going to be playing in front of fans, and the fan support is going to matter. So, re- irrespective of what you think, we have to just back the boys at this point, back Hecky. Yeah, yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. I'll be behind them. Me too, full throated. Uh, what did you think of the training video that came out today? Did you have a, a chance to watch it? Uh, no, I did not. I did not. I have been busy with work, so I haven't been able to follow any social media today. So, you know, Rian Brewster is back on the grass, as Hecky says, and um, looked good. I mean, I don't know if he's playing. I don't think he's playing full contact yet, but um, he looked good, and I – I think he'll probably maybe make the bench, not not immediately, but in a few weeks. Um, it's really going to depend on, you know, are we loaning out Jeppesen? Are we selling Jeppesen? Are we loaning out uh, Asula? You know, yeah. right now, day one, Asula's on the bench. Yeah. You know, or he might he might even be starting if McBurney's not fit. 
I don't think McBurney's going to start tomorrow or uh, the day after tomorrow. No, I, I don't think he's. Uh, I think we're trying to nurse him back and hoping and praying that uh, he's fit to play Palace um, a week Saturday. Um, but if not, yeah, probably Asua gets gets the start and uh, Triore and Jebison and maybe probably hopefully Brewster. Just kind of you know he won't get on obviously, but you know it's it's. All to all will be told in about a week from now. And I yeah. feel like this is the most we've been up in the air leading into a game in what the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, when we were struggling at that like the, our first season back in the championship two years ago, um, I think we, we didn't really know who was going to be starting week in, week out up front. No. You know? No. I mean, well, let's remember this was before Njaye signed the contract and you know immediately came into the side. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we had Benno in, in midfield. Um, and I mean, everything was just kind of a massive question mark. It feels a little like it did back then. It really does. Yeah. But, you know, we're just hoping, look, the tactics aren't changing. I don't think we're going to play exactly the same way as we played uh, in the championship. You know, some, str- some version of, you know, 5-2-1-2 probably. And you know, we just like we said, gotta gotta be trusting in Hecky here. Um, so, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? You know, with respect to transfers before we uh, move right along here. No, I think I, I think I think we're gonna be busy, but I don't know. I ain't got no clue. I ain't got no damn idea. We could this could be it. We could have closed up shop. We're good. We don't need any of this damn any other damn players screw the fans screw the supporters they can piss right off we'll get relegated with two points piss off <laughs> what 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 accent was that i have no idea <laughs> as you've grown to know i just make up stuff and go with it yep yep i think everybody knows that <laughs> <laughs> uh so let's get into our season preview um which we did promise would fill the back half of this podcast and we're going to use the same I think nine or ten questions that we previously utilized in the last couple of seasons I can't believe it Chad we are officially on our fourth season our fourth season doing podcasts man like we started this three it's almost about that time I mean granted we started a little later in in 2021 just because it was COVID but you know as far as like where in the season you know we are i mean i think it was in september i think our first podcast was some point in september of 2021 so i just pulled up or 2020 i just pulled up our first the first episode that i did by myself solo mission when i thought it was just going to be me i did a season in wolves preview and and put it up and we on September 7th, 2020. So we are coming up on better part of four years we've been doing this. Wow, that Crazy. is absolutely insane. We've only yeah. recorded what? I don't even know how many freaking episodes we've done. Probably approaching like 150 at this point. At least. Oh, yeah. At least. I mean, because you got to think. Whew, 
Man, that is that is absolutely insane. It, it's crazy how time flies, and we're going yep. into season four. Crazy, wow. really, really nuts. Um, so the first question that I have for you, Chad, and obviously there's a, so with half of these, I feel like there's a massive question mark as far as our player predictions here. But if the season were to we'll we'll say if the season were to start tomorrow. Who do you think is going to be our best player? If I had to say now, I'd probably I'd probably say uh, Anel. I'll go with Anel. It, it, Anel it's either going to be yeah. If, yeah. if I had to pick between two players, I was going to say either Anel or Georgie Baldock. I think Georgie Baldock is going to be a sneaky one, sneaky one to watch this season. Maybe, well, maybe he's your player that has a surprisingly good season. Yes. That is a question that I'm going to ask you. But um, for me, I'm going to say, I mean, yeah, and Anel's a good pick, man. I If Sander Berges stays, I think he's going to do well in the Prem. I think he's just built for this league, you know? Yeah. I think the championship is just not really his speed, and I think he could have a very, very good year in the Prem, potentially. His, so I'll his, go ahead. His, his factor is can he stay healthy? Yeah, that is that's another big question mark. You know, I mean, last season he he didn't go down for long stretches like he did in the previous two seasons. But you know, I think if we can let Sander Cook on on that in that right center mid, you know. He could be good for us. He could be really good for us. And he could make important contributions. Yep. You know, those marauding runs down the right into the box and then, you know, putting in a, a nice little cross for maybe a McBurney to get his head on. Could yeah. be important. Could yeah, be I'd important. Agree. So what, I, what I've said is we have to replace goals and contribution and goal contributions. So any player that's going to do that is going to win my player of the season, obviously. Yeah. yeah. You know, if we can bring in a Chuba Akbom and 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 he's really good and uh, and is able to take that step up, able to get the way I the way I see it, we need we're going to need to score probably thirty five to forty goals to have even you know a snowball's chance in hell of staying up. Yeah. Where do those thirty five to forty goals come from at this point? I think last time we were in the Prem, we scored, what, like 20, like around 20 goals all season? Yeah. That's shocking. We, well, you got to think, we, you know, how many times did we get shut out? I mean, we didn't win a game for almost half the season. Um, yeah, it's I, – I think, I think we're going to have to, you know – Obviously, replace the goals, but I think the back. This is where the back line has to step up here. We have to get more goals from the likes of Johnny Squarehead, Roundhead. Maybe he shaved it down. Egan, get his damn big ass bowling ball head on the ball, and put the ball in the back of the net, and don't put it wide over wide. He's easier said than done, though, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean. Coming from an armchair, armchair quarterback here, but I'm just to saying, mix your Anel, sports metaphors. Uh, Sorry, Anel, I keep interrupting you. Anel went. Anel, you know, he had decent goal contributions, and Johnny Egan, 
he's got known for heading the ball in, and then he's just kind of like it's all going wrong recently, and he hasn't scored that many goals. But he's, in my my opinion, he's going to have to step up this season and score more goals for the Blades because we're going to, you know, at some point our strikers aren't going to be able to hit the bottom or back of the net. They're going to be hitting row Z and, you know, McBurney will miss sitters like McGoldrick did our last season in here. And, you know, Triori won't be able to hit the broad side of a barn in the midfield. Won't be able to do anything. Uh, that's why I'm placing so much emphasis. And it's, it's probably going to be a lot of defensive players for me in this in this category this year because defense 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 is what's going to keep us in this game and for most part of our last season in the prem i mean it doesn't take an idiot like oh you know we didn't get turned over that many times we were in most of the games all the way to the end and if we can keep defensive solidified and go and score at the other end with maybe a couple of headers I mean, it gives us a fair chance. So I think that I, I think that goals from the back line is is how we're going to replace those goal contributions. Well, that's I mean that's a tall task. I I, I mean fourteen goals from Njaye, nine goals from McAtee, three goals or four goals from Tommy Doyle. We're not going to get that from the back line, Chad. No, there's I just do. no way. Well, I, I I understand that, but I mean, if we get five or six goals. Oh, from, if, uh, as, as if, a combined effort from, you know, the back three. And I, I'm not even bringing in Trusty in this. I'm just saying with JLT, Egan, Anel back there, if we can get five or six goals from them, you know, that makes up from if we got to put Ben Osborne in midfield against Palace. He ain't going to be worth a damn in midfield. If we put Jaden Bogle in there, he's probably not going to be worth a damn. So if when we, when we have those players in – the squad, if the back line can pick up that slack and maybe slam a few in, it it certainly helps us. Yeah, and I don't disagree with what you're saying. Um, do I think that our back line can get six goals this season? I do. I, I really do. It's not that those six goals, or let's even call it ten goals, that I'm worried about. I'm worried about, you know, where the 35, 40 other goals are going to come from, you know? Yeah. Well, 25, even 25 or 30 yeah. goals, you know, and who's going to be assisting them. That's, that's really kind of what my, like the crux of my focus is on is at the end of the day, it's just replacing goals and goal contributions. If you want to break it down to the simple maths, you know, do the, the old money ball, you know, like, why do we need this player? He gets on base. Um, we, we, we need a player who's going to score goals mm -hmm. or, or contribute. And right now, we do not have an out-and-out -out striker that I reasonably believe can pot even eight. Yeah, oh, track. yeah. I mean, I would be very surprised if McBurney got unless uh, Unless Benny Traore, like, absolutely pisses it, you know? If he has – and people – like, so, look, he's wearing 11, all right? And everybody's like, oh, that, sh that shirt is, is cursed, you know? The number 11 shirt, it's – Rita Kadra, it's Lise Mousset. If Benny Traore has a Lise Mousset season, that'll do me. Yeah. Lise Mousset, like, people don't seem to remember, but Lise Mousset was fucking unstoppable in the first part of that 2019-2020 season. Yeah. He was good. He just fell off because he got injured, and then he got fat, and, 
you know, then he didn't care. Yeah. But Benny Traore, like, just based on his attitude, he doesn't see like he seems like a humble kid from you know from the Ivory Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 just he seems like literally the nicest person you've ever met in your entire life. That that was like the vibe that I got from him. Just like super soft spoken, super nice. You know, I don't think he's gonna go out and be partying till like two a.m. You know, like Lise Mousset would. Yeah. You know, I think I think he's gonna put his head down and get to work if he has the right attitude, and if he you know finds that the prem isn't the massive step up that you know we all think it is uh, from you know playing at Hacken, playing in in that Swedish league, um, you know he he could do it for us. Uh, I do I think he's going to be on this like on like a starting striker? No, no, not immediately. But he could prove himself. He could prove himself indeed. And you know I don't see him. The good news is is I don't see him as like um, an Ollie Burke, you know, pacey but yeah. can't handle the ball. Hopefully, you know, I take ball to touchline, turn around. I take ball to touchline, turn around. If he's a quarter of the player that he was at at Hacken, you know, as far as contributions are concerned, that'll do me right there. That'll yeah. be fine for me. Yeah. So, um, that, wow, that was a very very long bird walk. Um, but let's move on here. Breakthrough player. Chad, who do you think is going to be United's breakthrough player this season? Let's see. If I had to choose a breakthrough player, uh, I'll go with Slimani. I mean, I think he low-key might be, you know, a, a, a diamond in the rough. I need to, obviously, at this point, I need to see more, more out of him. And more against stronger competition to judge, but I think this dude, you know, he might get phased in over the season, and then maybe at the end of the season he has a good run of it. I, mean, I think well, he, there, there wouldn't be any reason why I don't think he has a a decent season. He's hit the bar twice in preseason and scored an absolute piss missile from about you know eighteen yards out, right on the line. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, he is the player that I'm most looking forward to seeing how he does playing against men. You know, not playing against Ravram, not playing against you know, League Two sides. Yeah, I, I I I think he starts day of. I think he does start against Palace. Yeah, I mean, um, I'd like to see him go on the side. So that'll be interesting, and I agree with you. I think he could be our breakthrough player of the season. If he can do what Lundstrom did that first season in the Prem, I mean, that would be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Player that has a surprisingly good season. Surprisingly good. As I just mentioned probably about 10 minutes ago, Georgie, God, gorgeous, gorgeous. Ball doc, yeah, he's. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a phenomenal season for us. Like and, and like, it's on the periphery, and it's like you could feel it building. And I'm probably gonna fall flat on my face in this prediction, but I think George Baldock is gonna be his his transfer value is gonna go through the roof this year if he plays anywhere the near like near his peak fitness last year. Dude is gonna boss it in this league, and a lot of yeah. he's gonna turn he's gonna he's gonna turn a lot of heads in this league. 
I think you're right. I think he could have a very, very good season. Um, for me, based on, you know, just watching the preseason to this point, I think, and this is, you know, he, this, he could be my breakthrough player of the season as well. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about Willa Sula. If we don't send him out on loan, which I don't think we will, potentially he could start against Palace. Potentially. I, I mean, we'll see what happens if, if you know, Benny Traore has a really good game against Stuttgart. Maybe Hecky will start him just because, you know, he, I mean, he scored more goals. Granted, it was in a, a worse league than Willisula, but Willisula was absolutely pissing it for the under 23s. He just hasn't been able to find the back of the net in preseason this far, in spite of the fact that he's had maybe a dozen, a dozen good chances in preseason. Mm-hmm. And that's only playing basically like he's only had maybe, I don't know, 120 minutes of football. Yeah. You know, through, through four games or whatever it is, whatever it's been. So I think Willisula could have a surprisingly good season. I would like to see maybe like four four or five goals from him. If if he doesn't go out on loan, I think that would be unreal. Yeah. Absolutely unreal. A uh, player that you would drive to another club, I think I know who you're going to say. And it's a surprise it's not McBurney this year. No, it's not McBurney. Um, if I had to say, I think it's Sandra. I think I what? would drive... I think I what? would drive. Yep, I think I would drive. Why? Sandra. I just, I'm not, I'm not all about him. I'm not all about Sandra. So you want to see Sandra Bedier sold tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Because consider, wow. Consider, considering, he, considering he's going to leave us next year, regardless. Why not cash in on him now? But uh, the whole thing is, is like every, everybody, you, you know. If you're in the internet, you, you, you know, Al Gore's internet, you, you know, everybody's like, oh, Illuman and I, we, you know, we, we should, we should keep him. We should keep him. No, we should let him go this year so we can make money. Same with Sandy Barge. Let him go. Let him go. Wow. That might be, I wouldn't that may be the hottest of takes. That is the hottest of takes, Chad. I'm just I, not a fan of him. I, I just don't like how he how he fell off a cliff last last at the end of last season, and was like, "Peace." How, how many games did I say just bench his ass? Just bench his ass. You know, down towards the games that counted, the last few games where Middlesbrough was ah, nipping at our heels. He played better, but I just feel like he can play so much better for us and it's so hot and cold hot and cold hot and cold he'll have a great game where we'd be like where has he been and then he'll go to the next game and he'll be like dude i didn't even know i thought we were playing with 10 guys yeah, so, yeah. i'll tell you chad I, i'm gonna very respectfully disagree with you here uh sander bedgay i think is a key to us potentially staying up if we're gonna stay up I think Sander Bedgate needs to be playing a key role in that. And then, you know, look, he'll he'll go next summer. He won't sign another contract for us. He'll go in the summer. Um, he'll go on a free, get, you know, a massive payday. And, you know, it'll be like, thanks for thanks for your service. Thanks for some good years, you know. Um, but I also think that we can't afford to let him go because 
that's another recruitment that we have to make. And I, I don't know. I, and there's something to be said, Chad, for team continuity. Yeah. At this yeah. point, out of our starting 11 last year, let, let's just run through it, okay? You got Gorgeous George. Well, we won't talk about the goalkeeper, but George Balduck, Anel, Egan, maybe low, but like I, I don't know if I, I, LaRucci could start like on, on day one. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. In the midfield, you've got Sander Bedgay and Norwood. Really, but Norwood wasn't starting because Doyle and McAtee were starting. Yeah. So you can't even really say, you know, I mean, we had like maybe, I think we've replaced like, or we need to replace like six players, five or six players. And then, and then the two up top, and then basically the two up top because, you know, it was Ollie Mack and, and Jaye who started day one. Ollie Mack's not going to be back. So, I, I mean, there, there's something to be said for continuity. That was the thing why we why we started off so well 2019-2020. We had that continuity from the yeah. championship. Yes, we brought in we, we brought in McBurney that season. Yes, we brought in uh, Robinson, you know. But at the same time, us, it was basically the same team that came up, mm-hmm. you know. And there's something to be said for that. Yeah. So for that purpose alone, I think that we need to – we need to keep Sander Bedegay for that continuity there. Yeah, and it's – I'm not saying I would drive him to another club. I mean, it, this this question is for, like, the, the player that I absolutely hate. And I don't – you know, I I like him. I think he's a good player. He just needs to show it every single week. And I necessarily wouldn't drive him to another club, but it's just like – Dude, you're gonna have to probably be the midfield maestro in this team this year. Let's see, let's see you do it. Let's see you take it by the reins and just like dr- conduct this orchestra and drive this train down the sh- down the train tracks and don't derail us ten feet into driving the train. Yeah, I, I'd say Norwood is really more the maestro, and Sander Bedgay is uh, you know f- first fiddle in that midfield. You know. Yeah, I, I I think like his ability to intercept the ball in midfield and then drive down the right there and then either, you know, find a cheeky pass either further down the right for George to get on to um, or cut it back like into the middle um, into the box for somebody to hopefully get on. Um, I, I don't think it's intangible. You can't really replace. And I don't like and he's fucking huge, too, man. He's a he's a big Norwegian geezer, you know, yeah. so. Granted, he can't head a ball to save his life, but yeah. you know those long legs are going to come in handy in the prem. I, I I think he's going to be a handy player, but that's just me. Um, as far as I'm concerned, player that I would drive to another club today. Uh, unfortunately, Jimmy Johnny Fleck. I didn't think we should have re- re-signed him. He's going to be out for three months now, broken leg. Uh, either him or Benno. You know, and and look, both have been decent servants for the club. Fleck, obviously, much more. Ben Benno, in my humble opinion. But, you know, his time has really come to an end here. He's just too injury prone. He doesn't have the legs anymore. Can't pick out, you know, a good pass like he used to, you know. And granted, like, Fleck was absolutely imperative. He was a key piece of a team that both got us up in 2018, 2019, 
and drove us on to ninth place in, in 1920. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I want to thank him for his service. I think he's a, he was a great player for us, but by the same token, he's just too old and too broken at this point, I think to really have any contribution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is, that's a basket case in itself too. I think that was a sheer number signing. And then he was almost like a space filler in the preseason goes out and injures himself. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's leave it there. Um, area that we most need to strengthen. I think both you and I are of one mind on this. I mean, it's gotta be goals and goal contributions. Yep. Where are the uh, goals going to come from? Yeah, I, I would say yeah, somebody to link up a, to a striker and a striker to put the goals in the back of the net. A consistent basis, not one every 7,000 passes into the box or up to the striker to where he misses it. it to me, it's – yeah, that's, that, that's an easy one. So um, moving along, uh, I, th- I don't think we really need to say any more than that. We've already covered it kind of extensively on this podcast. Hot take, Chad. What is your hot take of the season? Um, If I had a hot take, Rian Brewster doesn't get injured this season. That I would like probably it. be a hot take. Now, <laughs> does he have – now, does he have uh, – like how many games does he play in? Okay, we play 38 games. I think he'll play in 15 of them. And does he start? He starts four of them because okay. we have a rash of injuries probably around Christmas, New Year's. He hasn't been doing much, so he, he starts. Okay. I I like that. I I mean, I think if he can get 15 games, you know, he he can achieve that four goals that we need out of him. God, if if you could rewind this back three years ago, how many times have we been clamoring for Brewster to get, oh, he's going to get 10, he's going to get 15, oh, we're in the championship, oh, there's no way he can't get less than 20. Oh, man, he's going to smash it. He Dude's got like, so what? 10 goals total in his whole United career. <laughs> it's I don't even think lot. that. Is, yeah. d- does he have that many? Does it he have that? Be double figures. Might be like six. Oh, I need man. to look up this stat. I need. I really do need to look up this stat because that is... Uh, oh, man. Let's see. Let's see. Um, he's, give got me five, one he's got five. Oh, he's got five. 63 games he's played for. He's got five goals. Wow. Well, I mean, granted, about 20 of those, maybe 25 of those were that one season in the Prem. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. So, uh, but still, you know, considering what we paid for the lad, oh, man. But you know what? I mean, United are content to just let him run out his contract and, uh, you know, hopefully he can do a job. But I, I'm not optimistic, but I, I think that's a good hot take. I, I think it's a positive hot take. If yeah. he can, you know what? If he can get two goals for us this season, I'll be happy. Yeah, me too. I'll be happy with two. My hot take. I have to think about this for a second here. My hot take is if Benny Triore, Willisula, and Rian Brewster, this is without Chuba Akbom, you know, coming in the side, and Ollie McBurney, if we can get 
15 goals from our from our strikers, we have a chance of not finishing bottom of the table. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hot take, but yeah, I don't I don't know. That's kind of a, like a lukewarm take because yeah. honestly, <laughs> it's kind of like Well, how about know. this? How about this? How about this one? Willisula gets 8 goals for us. Oh, wow. That would de- that yeah there there you go you turn the you turn the knob on the on the range up to high and the flame came up now it's a hot take yeah I mean that would be absolutely insane if you got that many goals you imagine it's not going to happen it's no, not going to happen I don't believe not. what I'm saying but that's it's just a hot take no but I mean could you imagine if he got eight and Brewster got two and we paid we pissed all that money down the drain for Brewster. And that dude's got five goals. Okay, say if you were to get two goals this season, he'd have seven total goals. And Asua bangs in eight in one season. That would be insane, man. It would be. It would be crazy. <laughs> well, Chad, who do you think scores our first goal of the season? Uh, I think it's going to be an L. I think it's going to be an, not from a set, not from a header either. I think it's I think it's a marauding snake hips like run. He gets the ball in the box and slams it in. But this, I'll caveat it with: it's the thirty seventh game of the season. We haven't scored yet. Oh God! <laughs> I'm just that's a I'm negative just, hot take right yeah, there. Yeah, I know, right? No, I, I think it's an L that gets our first goal. Do you think he gets it against Palace? Yes, I think. Yeah, I think we. I think he does. Yeah. For me, like, the, like these, some of these questions right here are so hard because a we could have more coming through the door. Yeah, and, I mean, it, and it, it, these are all loaded right now. Like we're yeah. gonna look like idiots at the end, and like when we go back and review, like, oh, we said this and we said this in the next. What are we? The third day of of August. I mean, there's what. 27 more days left in this month that we we could you know we could bring players that could be influential and change this side completely and we don't even know yep yep i mean that's why it's like that's why it's so impossible to like predict you know like nobody know like knows definitively who's gonna go down we're gonna release a video in the next couple of days be on the lookout for it where just kind of exemplifying this point um you just you have no idea at this point. Of course, everybody's writing us off right now. You know, mm-hmm. I've literally, I think I've seen two prediction videos from YouTubers online that didn't have us finishing twentieth. Not not out of the relegation zone. That didn't have us finishing twentieth. And I think I only saw one that had us finishing seventeenth. So, but you know what, Chad? That supercomputer uh, yes. that did the prediction yes. did say that we we're going to finish seventeenth. So yes. you know. That'll do for me. You know, AI, uh, AI's got it for us. Yeah. Right. Um, so right now I'm going to say just based on his preseason form, I'm going to say Slomani gets the first goal for, for United. And I'm going to say he does it against palace. It's going to be like a shot from outside the box that goes into the top right hand corner, just magically beating the keeper. Yeah. I mean, I take it. I would, I would take it. And here's going to be a even more difficult 
one to predict. Top goal scorer. Oh, boy. This would have probably been a lot easier if Illuman would have just stayed. Um, right? Right? Oh, boy. Mm, I would have – I mean, I'm going to say Ollie McBurney. Yeah. At this point right now, without Chuba Akbom through the door, without, you know, any other out-and-out striker through the door besides Benny Traore, who we don't know how he's going to turn out, uh, I'm going to say Ollie McBurney. And I'm I'm going to say he gets – Six, maybe, maybe I seven. Think, I was thinking eight. I was thinking eight goals. Yeah, yeah. Which means you know, if you if he's only getting six or seven or eight, you know, I. But to be fair, I don't think we had a single player in double digits that first season in in the prem. No, I don't as think far so. as I can remember, it was, a, it was a team effort. Yeah, and I mean that's what it's going to take this time around too. We're not going to have you know a star player. So it's yep. really going to be that team effort. Most assists. Oh man. Mm. Oh boy. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. If you guys could see this video, I'm greening my. T- yeah, man. This is tough. Um, Ali Norwood. I wanted to say George Baldock. Surprisingly, I, I don't. I don't think he's going to get forward enough, to be honest with you. I think he's yeah. going to be on his back heels a lot. So, yeah. I, I'll go with I with with that being said. I'll go with Ali Norwood. I mean, you could say Sandy Barge as well, but yeah, you could say Slamani as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to say Slamani. I, I mean, he, to be honest, he is the player that I'm most excited about right now to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he could potentially get you know seven or eight assists. Um, and that'll do. That'll really do. I mean, he'll be worth worth the you know whatever we paid. I mean, it, it was like you know one one or two million plus add-ons. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. It was nothing. Team, you are most looking forward to playing. Nottingham Forest. Revenge, Pat de. Me too. I, I, I hope I we cannot. beat their ass week two. God, I hope we beat their ass like a drum. <laughs> I thought you said eat their ass. I'm like, <laughs> no, what? No, I don't want to eat their ass like a drum. No, beat their ass like a drum. God, I, yeah. I cannot wait to play week two. Man, match day two is going to be so fun. I hope Friday the – I, I hope – off. Go ahead. Friday night football, United and Forest. Oh, God, I cannot wait for that game. I hope we really, really sing loudly a variation on the "We Don't Care About Gibbs White" song, you know, yeah, right. and and at, and it, it it should be Benny Traore, um, yeah. you know. Yeah. But hopefully, if he's not starting, you don't sing it, you know. Yeah, right. Obviously, but if he is starting, uh, you know, I, I I hope that we sing that song very loudly. Um, yeah, that would be fantastic revenge. That would be brilliant, absolutely brilliant. McBurney will probably start in that game, and he'll get a. I'm sure a lovely, uh, you know, friendly uh, chant from 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 the the forest supporters. Yeah. Uh, team that you are least looking forward to playing. Um, I mean, I could... Man City or Arsenal. I mean, I just feel like we're going to be a step behind them. We're just going to get turned over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, but but you can write that off, you know. Like, I mean, you're gonna you can say that that's four in the L column, zero points, you know, from from day one. 
Because it's going to be for most people. Um, if I had to, okay, so I'll go with a middle of the prem table from outside the top six. I will probably say Crystal Palace because, one, it's the first game of the season. And leading into it, I have no idea what the hell we're, we could put out a stinker. Or we could play like absolute world beaters. So there's no telling what we could what we're gonna do. And it just seems like they play us really hard the last time we were up in the prem. Remember their goalkeeper caught the ball and fell into the goal, and that's how we got the that's how we got one of our goals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So I, I just don't look I don't I, I just them or Fulham probably. I also remember, I think it was Zaha who got a, a was it a brace or a hat trick? Did he get, I think he got a brace. I think we got beat 4-1 yeah. four, four, in that game. Is that, is that, yeah. does that sound right? Sound yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I am looking forward to that game. I, I just, cause we'll, at, at least after that game, we'll kind of know a little bit where we stand, you know, mm-hmm. um, good or bad. I mean, for me, you know, team I'm least looking forward to playing I mean, take your pick of the top six, you know. I mean, outside the top six, uh, not really looking forward to, pr- to playing Brighton Hove Albion. I just think they're, like, sneakily one of the better teams in, in the league. And they're, you know, where they ended up in the table, like, didn't show just how fucking good they were last season. Yeah. Um, And I think they'll be even better this year. I don't think, I don't think they're going to push for Europe this year. But they might. They keep they selling might. all their players to Chelsea. I mean, yeah. they, they just lost yeah. their goalkeeper to Chelsea. It's like okay. And well, they, then maybe I'm wrong. I didn't realize that they'd sold that they'd sold their goalkeeper. They wanna they wanna send Caicedo there, but Brighton are gonna keep on keep hold of them to start the season. It's like, dude, they sold Kukurea to him. It's like, man, come on, what the hell are you guys doing? You want to establish there. something? Or you guys just want to play? Your players just want to get so good, and they want to go play for these top six teams. It's it be on me, but this isn't football like it was 15, 20 years ago, where players actually yeah. stayed at a club, played for the badge, you know, the whole saying. Yeah, it's about that money at the end of the day. Yep. And the top six clubs offer the most cashish. So yep. that's that's what it is. Down to our final question here, Chad. And it's gonna be a tough one because I think we both have are gonna have the same answer. Do we finish higher than the pigs in the championship? <sighs> that is a tough one. I'll say at the moment, yes. And we can play really four. obviously. Obviously, I mean they have four more teams than we do. Um, but I think for or I mean Forest, I think Wednesday could prop up the table, honestly. Um they really haven't done much in their transfer window. They're in a bit of a mess right now. The only thing is, is I want them to stay up so we can have the Steel City Derby if we do get relegated. But at the moment, I will say we will finish higher than them. Chad, you're everybody like I feel like 90% of United supporters right now listening to this are like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you on, Chad? You want a Steel City Derby? I do. I, we, that, we, that's what makes the game, the derbies, the hatred for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I I don't want to see a Steel City derby anytime soon because either that will mean we've gone down or that the pigs have come up. Yeah. So 
Um, keep them as far away from us as, as humanly possible. I mean, there's always the possibility they go down and we go down, uh, just like what happened a couple of years ago. Um, but you're right. They have not made any decent signings, really. I mean, a couple, but nobody that I've really heard of. Um, so, you know, it's entirely plausible that due to their lack of good recruitment, just kind of like we are, we're in this basically the same boat one, one league higher, uh, they could go straight back down to League One. So League One. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, anything else that you want to cast a prediction? You know, look into that crystal ball about Chad. No, um, no, I'm just ready for the season. Um, we'll be watching all of our games. You know, as always. Um, can't wait for an exciting championship season to get underway this weekend. Um, yeah, football is back. And, uh, yeah, buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride for about the next nine months or so. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating. We will probably do a YouTube predictions video for what our table is going to look like at the end of the season. Um, so do be on the lookout for that. I know we said on our last pod that we were going to put out another kit ranking video. That will come out at some point, but uh, I'll be perfectly and candidly honest with all of you. I was too depressed on Tuesday uh, to put it out. Um, so just look, do look out for that. Look out for our table prediction video uh coming out soon and um do follow us on social media if you haven't done so already please follow us on twitter at red sheffield follow us on facebook at the red half of sheffield and do subscribe to our youtube channel at red half of sheffield on youtube we do we're going to be putting out a lot more content on youtube chad's going to be doing the prediction videos um just like he did last season getting some of these uh other podcasters from the other uh Prem teams on YouTube. I think those are going to be not exclusively on YouTube, but on YouTube before they are on our podcast. So do be on the lookout for those. As for me, you can follow me at Sunpuck on Instagram and at Nestman930 on Twitter. And Chad, where can the people follow you on social media? They can find me at CJarvis underscore 13 on Twitter and Instagram. So until I guess our preseason, um, preseason. I guess, until our Palace preview podcast. Some nice alliteration there. Up the blades, Chad. Up the blades. Come on, you red and white wizards. Mm-hmm.